You're listening to Chatting with Copywriters. I'm your co-host, Bobby Lind. And I'm Kimberly Whitecamp. In each episode, we break down the mysteries of copywriting and marketing. In today's episode, we're going to talk about opt-ins. But before that, Kimberly's going to ask me a question because why not? <laughs> so this time I'm asking the questions and not Bobby. So neither of us know what our answer is going to be. So Bobby, today I want to know, what would your perfect weekend look like? All things being wherever they are that are going to interrupt it. Well, if you could plan the perfect weekend, what would it look like? Oh man. That's a really good question because right now my perfect weekend involves sleep, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's, um, you know, it probably would be a mix between a little bit of relaxation and maybe going and seeing something new and exciting, um, you know, going and traveling to a, a state I haven't been to. Um, it's on my bucket list to go to, to all 50 states and do whatever that state is known for. Okay. Right. You know, my husband wants to go climb the highest peak of every, of all 50 states. And you know, there's actually a website that lists the highest peak in Texas. I think the highest peak only gets to like 890 feet up in the air. But, um, you know, yeah, I would but, think like, Kansas has the highest peak of like two meters. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, but it, it's kind of finding all those things. You know, I also, as, as being a private pilot, I want to fly in all 50 states as well. Oh, so, okay. um, you know, so it's little things like that. And if I, if I could kind of pull that into my perfect weekend, it would be a little bit of relaxation, maybe going up in, in a different state, flying around for a little bit, and then going and hiking the highest peak and then coming back and eating whatever the local food is. And I think that would kind of describe my perfect weekend. Wow. And it would change obviously, depending on which state we're going to. <laughs> but I think that would be the, the format of really the perfect weekend. Wow. That's a, a lot more active, I think, than my perfect weekend would look like. <laughs> um, and so, so what would your perfect weekend look like, Kimberly? You know, I think my perfect weekend, uh, I'm just going to say that the weekend is as ever many hours I want to put it into and like travel time is not included. Because basically my perfect weekend would be Waking up on my own and not to an alarm. That's kind of how I want to start it. Having a couple of hours to sit in silence and read a good story. No interruptions. The phone isn't going to ring. No one's going to be like, oh, we need to meet you. So-and-so place. Come on. Why don't we go run groceries? Whatever. No, no errands. Uh, you know, just the whole morning for me to sit and get lost in another world, reading a good story. And then the end of my perfect weekend would be going out and dancing until the wee hours of the morning. So a little activity there. Okay, uh, yeah, awesome. So how would you yeah. find how would you find the perfect places to go dancing until the wee hours in the morning? Uh, so I'm going to be in a magical place where I know somebody who knows where the best places to go are. I used to live in Spain. And there were a couple of places where literally the doors to the dance clubs didn't open until midnight. Like you would meet people at midnight to go out uh -huh. uh, because you ate dinner so late. So yeah, you know, it's, it's sadly, that is one of those things that Yelp still doesn't give really good reviews on. Um, <laughs> you can't really find much in the terms of the best places to go dancing, but I would just love to be able to go listen to great music. Some stuff you can sing along to, some stuff that's just really great to move to for a couple of hours. And I'd probably throw in a museum visit because I love museums. So wherever I am, 
uh, a full morning of reading, a museum visit, and then uh, ending ending the weekend with a, a lot of dancing with friends. So <laughs> let me ask you a follow up question then, because oh, it boy. will tie it'll tie and relate into our topic today. If you okay. were browsing the web and found something that said, you know, for the list of nightclubs that are open and available, and the you know the all the bands that are listed to play, enter your email address here. So uh, the bands would not draw me in at all because I don't know band names. And uh, then I'd actually have to go look up and see what they play. And that would be like really annoying to me. But if I could get a list of the ones that are within a certain uh, radius of where I'm going to be. So like within 20 miles of wherever the location I am is, uh, if I could get a list, how late they're open and the type of music they play, absolutely, I would be opting in. And so that's, I mean, but that's really the point of the opt-in, right? Is to give you something that you want. It's not difficult to create yes, and is something that draws you in that says, I want this information. And so I'm going to do the ethical bribe of Mm. give you something for something in return, even though money doesn't change hands. Absolutely. And you know, I've tried finding that actually. It's a really great question because I travel a lot and that's one of the things I try and find is like, where can you go out uh, when I travel to a new place? Because I generally tend to travel by myself. So I don't really know anyone local to ask per se. And then I cannot find the information or I'll find the information, but literally it's just the name and the address. And I'm like, I'm new to the city. I don't know where that is. Is that close to my hotel? Is that a 50 minute cab right away? And usually it's a 50 minute cab right away. So, uh, you know, that's not helpful to me just to have the, the, just the name. Like the name doesn't do much. It would do something for locals, but not for travelers. So I have definitely been in that situation where I am looking for that information. And if you told me you had a list of 15 places I could go, I, you know, faster than Speedy Coyote, Wiley Coyote, I am signing up to that because I want the information. And then I can do my own research, but I'd have a starting point. Because oftentimes, uh, when you're talking about the ethical bribe, when you're talking about opt-ins, a lot of people who have that specific question, most likely, unless it's a product that's like 10 bucks and they're just going to find it on Amazon anyway, they're looking for information and a lot of them don't even know where to start, right? They put in that search term in Google and then they get so many results, it's overwhelming. And the first two or three mm-hmm. don't match exactly what they're looking for and they give up. So if you can create something that matches exactly where your audience is as an ethical bribe, you're going to, you know, you're going to crash your servers because you yeah. have so many people trying to opt in. And, and, and let's, let's, let's kind of define ethical bribe. It's not a bad thing. What you're doing is you're, you're exchanging information for something in return and money is not necessarily what's being exchanged, right? Exactly. So it's how you get people's email addresses to build your list. So you give them something of value whether it's a value to them or it's perceived value. I mean, this could be something like a checklist. Mm -hmm. So the 13 things you need to travel with a young one under the age of two, right? You know, things like that, that type of checklist. It could be, here's the eight different recipes that I used to uh, detox over the weekend, right? So that could add you to the list if you're in health or wellness, right? It could Mm be something along the lines of, you know, here's a video on how to do this one simple thing and you can get access to the video when you've got, and, and so 
opt-ins are, they're designed to be useful, valuable information that you give away for in, in exchange for collecting somebody's address, email address, so that you can then turn around and market to them on your list. So that's the purpose of opt-ins. Absolutely. And one thing I really want to add too is that, especially on the B2B side, opt-ins need to be easy to consume. So all of the things that Bobby listed, right? The checklist, the eight recipes, those are short, they're quick. The name is in the title and tells you exactly how you're going to benefit from downloading that. And it's something that the the people you're targeting are actually looking for, right? If somebody's looking to detox eight recipes to do it, that is exactly what they're wanting to know. Like they've decided, okay, you know what? I want to do a detox. I've got friends. They said it's amazing, but I really don't know where to start. Eight recipes. That's your starting point. Uh, This is the first trip I'm taking my kid on. They're really young. I have no idea what to expect. They've never traveled before. I've never traveled with someone this young before. What do I do? That's your starting point. And the same type of thing with with B2B, with software, with marketing to companies. You know, these are individual people. And what they're looking for is something easy to consume. You know, they want to know, okay, what five things do I need to look for when I'm looking for a new payment processor? What should I look for? I have no idea. I know I need a new one because it's slow, but I don't know what else I should look for. Like, if I'm going to upgrade, I might as well get a good upgrade, right? You know, a checklist of the five things to look for. Or, you know, something along those lines. And yeah, here's, here's the different, here's the different ways that you can make sure that your website is performing well enough, right? You know, especially when you're, you know, if you're, um, if you're a website development company right? and you want, yeah. you know, here's here, go to this location and do a web, run a website check and then, you know, enter your email for the results and ta-da, maybe your website isn't running fast enough and we can provide that service for you. There's so many different ways that this opt-in could work, but you have to, it's, it's all about providing something of value to the person who's going right. to give you the email. And that's another thing to really highlight is that it's valuable to your audience. So a lot of companies I've come across the giveaway, right? They have an opt-in. They have an opt-in. They've done the work. They've created something, but the giveaway is all about them, right? It's all about, uh, here's, a, here's a, a white paper about how our technology works. Now, if I'm further along the awareness cycle, if I'm much closer to solution aware or offer aware than, am I, than I am to pain aware, that's going to be useful to me. But a white paper tends to be very long, it tends to be very involved, and it tends to be a huge time commitment. So when you're first connecting with people, right, when you're first uh, getting them onto your to your email list, usually they're more pain aware or unaware, right? They're more likely to be at the, the top of funnel, right? Yeah. And in that case, you know, you really want to make sure that what you're offering to them is something they are wanting, right? Talk to your customers. What were they looking for when they first found you? Why did they continue to look? And get your ideas from that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it really, it, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. It could be direct to consumer. It could be B2B, B2C, however it is something that is of value to your, your, your customers. Yeah. It's people to people. Exactly. Something that's valuable to your customers. And it really can help if that thing of value that you give to your customers leads into why your product or service is, is needed. You know, and it right. could be something as simple as, you know, let's, let's go with the, I don't, I don't know if I've, I mean, I know I've seen them. Here's the checklist on the 18 things that you need when traveling with a toddler 
right? Well, so if you have this checklist and this is what I, I, you know, I opt in for this because I really want the checklist. And I mean, I haven't had a toddler in a couple of years and thankfully I don't have one anymore. (laughs) Um, You know, but traveling with a toddler that comes with its own challenges. And then maybe you're, maybe you have a toddler traveling pre-packed backpack right? That I can buy. I'm like, Ooh, do you see now I've got, here's the 18 things that I could go through and find all by myself and put them all together. Or I could just buy your pre-made, pre-made package or, you know, here's other different tips and tricks that you have, or maybe you're a travel service and you can, you, you then go, okay, here's the best places to go with toddlers, right? And so I can engage your services. That's what an opt-in's designed to do is to flow your customers or potential customers from here's information that I'm interested and how does that easily go into something that I can buy for software, you know, for a software company, I know web development a little bit better, you know, or even web hosting. So Mm -hmm. a potential opt-in for a web hosting company really could be listed on their website. You know, here's, you know, run the Google page audits and here's your page speed and the load times and, and all of the different things that go on. If you can replicate that on your website, then you, you do that. You can go, your results are in email us for your results. You get them on your list and maybe the results are, you know, Hey, what you're running right now is really good. You know, congratulations. Here's a couple things that we might suggest that you fix. It could be, oh my God, we couldn't even get the damn thing to finish because your page won't load. Here's a couple options that you also have. And then it leads into your, into your service. But that's the point of an opt-in. Get them in on something that they're interested in that is usable information for, for, your, product, for your prospect that can easily be turned into somebody who will ultimately become a paying customer down the road, maybe when they have more information or the time is right. Absolutely. And another thing to keep in mind is depending on the the length of your sales cycle, the next step doesn't have to be a sale. Like if they still need more information, lead them to another piece of valuable information that you have created. Because for example, a lot of opt-ins I'll see, it is a checklist and that's very useful, but then there's nothing at the end of it. It's just a checklist. Great. They've got the checklist. What else do they need? Nothing. They're done. Okay, fine. They, they went on their trip with their toddler. Now their toddler is four years old. They're going to travel again. Well, they don't need it anymore. They're done. That's not what you want to happen though. So a really key part of any opt-in that you create is to A, get them to engage with the opt-in and B, have a next step, right? Have a call to action. Even if that call to action is literally, okay, now check out this blog post where we go into more detail. Like that's fine but you need to get them mm-hmm. to make that micro commitment. You're, you've spent all of this time and energy figuring out exactly what the majority of your best customers are looking for. Don't lose them once they get exactly what they want because most likely they have further questions and you as the, in you, you know, working for the company as a creator or what have you, you know exactly what the next thing they need to know is. So guide them to it because they'll be happy. They'll be like, oh man, this is great. I got my checklist. And like, let's go back to the toddler, right? Um, They have the checklist and maybe you offer this service or maybe you offer a special insurance for traveling with a toddler. I don't know if such a thing exists, right? But, you know, maybe you lead them to, okay, so you were talking about uh, the things you need to travel with. Well, now you're going to lead them to 10 things that you can entertain your toddler with in the airport. 
and then maybe you sell games. So that's what you're ultimately selling, right? How to travel with uh-huh. the toddler. Okay, now you know what you need to travel with. Here's how to entertain them in the airport because let me tell you, I get bored and it can be even longer and worse when you're traveling with a toddler, right? And then, you know, leading on to that. So that's, that's another thing to keep in mind, right? Yeah, well, and, and, and I have a, I, I'm sure we're on the same page, but a slightly different take on it is it's not that the opt-in should necessarily lead to the next thing, but mm. that's what the email is for, right? Yes, so you that's grab, what the email is for. I'm getting ahead of myself. Email. I'm talking about so the you email. get yeah, you get you get their email. You and and the way that that I do it with with my clients is the download hap, the download link comes in the email. So yes. you give me your email, then I send you an email that says down you know download download inside or down, you know, whatever it is, you, there's a right, lot of different ways to inside, in, into your subject line. And then you give them the link and it's in that email that you talk about, you know, here's this, here's your next steps. So the opt-in is purely, I mean, it's as pure as can be. It's, it's, this is information that's available to you. Right. Now do branding, obviously have your website or anything like that in your opt-in, no matter what it is. And then for me, it's the additional information actually comes in the email or the sequence of emails that comes after that. And so it's just a little bit different way to approach it. And I don't know if that's, that's what you were originally talking about, but for me, it's a different way of approaching it because I prefer to break down information to one thing, you know, kind of that, that one thing at a time. So if the opt-in is about this, this is what that opt-in is about. The email may reference, here's what's coming next or for a couple of additional ideas, you can try this. But I try to keep everything about one main thing and then just follow up with emails in that sequence that you build out from where, you know, your opt-in, they get on your list in, and the next, I mean, the next 10 emails that they get should be high value and there's nothing wrong with high value and sales all at the same time. It just depends on how you do it. Absolutely. And that's one other, one other thing we haven't really covered is, you know, where do you offer that opt-in? Because I've, I've also been on sites, right, where uh, my clients, they have an opt-in, right? But it's at the bottom of the page. It is at the bottom of the homepage. It takes like 15 scrolls to get there and that's all they have. So, right, you don't want to annoy your visitors, mm-hmm. but you also don't want to, to not be useful to your visitors. So, there's this perception, right, that offering an opt-in is going to bug my visitors. But if it's exactly what they're looking for, especially depending on how they arrived at your website, then it's not going to be bothering them. It's, it's helping mm-hmm. them. It's giving them exactly what they want, right? They started their search because they have a, they have a question. They have an issue. They, they're looking for something in particular. So, uh-huh. you know, making it very obvious where that opt-in is. You know, you can make it so it's within content, if it's relating to the content, but also, you know, having a pop-up, having an exit intent. Oh, you're about to leave, but did you know we offer this? And that might be exactly what they were looking for, but they couldn't find it on the page they arrived at. Yes. Well, I, I but this is where, again, where I, where I differ a little bit, because if they have to leave the page in order to get the pop-up that tells them this is what they're looking for, to me, there's a breakdown in communication and that's that's something that needs to be fixed, right? So if they come right. onto your website looking for the answer to whatever it is that they're looking for, and it's not on that first page, this is where you run into people. People will bail because the information that they that they are looking for isn't there, and that's a whole different strategy to get into. It is into, a whole different strategy. Right? Exit but, intent is one of them. You also have normal pop-ups, right? They land on the yeah. page and immediately they get that pop-up. But yes, which sure. but an, an interesting fact about that: the latest update and change not too long ago in Google um, 
penalizes really um it pe- yeah it penalizes websites for the pop up coming automatically and then even within you know because if it blocks the content that they're trying oh, to yeah. you adjust you you change the users perception of what's going on. And so Google did some change and I don't know too much of the details on it, but they did some change to where that pop-up actually is, is a detractor against you. It's not, it's not the end of, I mean, it's not the end of, Oh my God, if I have this, Google's never going to rank my website. It's just one of the things that gives your website a negative score in Google, not the pos- not a positive. And it doesn't mean that you have a negative score, just it detracts from your score. It's sports. one of them, yeah. No, I am never a fan of immediate pop-ups just because as you said, right, you're not sure if the site you landed on is exactly what you're looking for. I want that time to land on the page, be able to look at the page. Uh, but then, you know, there, there, there's all kinds of different things you can do. And we're, uh, there's, this can be its whole, whole other topic is, you know, when do you offer this kind of opt-in? But Basically, you know, an opt-in, it needs to be what your audience is looking for, right? It needs to speak to something. It needs to be easy to consume. And it needs and to be useful. easy to access. And, and useful. useful. Yes, and useful. So any other last-minute thoughts on up opt-ins or how to use them or when to use them or uh, what you can do with them even? There's so much to, to really unpack there that we could, we, could talk, we could do an individual topic on all the different types of opt-ins for, for, for long. So this was kind of our, the overview on opt-ins and how to do that. But, you know, it really comes down to, like, I, I truly believe that everybody should offer, offer an opt-in of some sort and not just subscribe to my list. Give them a reason to give them, for your prospects to give you an email. And whatever that reason is, start with whatever right? It can be just a simple white paper. Understand that you will have a more effective opt-in rate if the opt-in is, is talking about what the pain points that your customers and prospects have. So that's, that's kind of my caveat. I think everybody should have one and, or at least give the off the option of having an opt-in to join your mail list instead of just saying, put your, put your email here to subscribe to our mailing list. That works, but it's not nearly as effective as giving somebody an opt-in. Right. And I think an opt-in is the start of a long-term customer relationship. I think it's, uh, you know, you might, as you said, you might get people to sign up when they say, hey, uh, just join my list. But, you know, you want to be useful, right? You want to build that long-term relationship with anyone who lands on your site because, you know, if you can help them, then you can help them for a long time into the future. So, you know, make sure that the opt-in is is useful to them. And, uh, you know, don't be stingy by not offering one. I think it's a I agree. Everyone, everyone needs to have an option on their page. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Chatting with Copywriters, talking about opt-ins. Check out our past episodes and visit us at chattingwithcopywriters.com. If you have a topic or would like to appear on our show, please get in touch with us by filling out the contact form. And don't forget to subscribe either at chattingwithcopywriters.com or on your favorite podcast service such as iTunes or Spotify. And if you like what you hear, please share it with your friends and leave us a review.